by the way, I hit I I clicked record, so we're going. And I implement this command. <laughs> Commanic. Chance. Yeah, uh, you ready? Mechanic. You ready? Oh, that's all right. EA is laying off 350 of its employees. That out of its 9,000 person staff, that equates to about 4% of its entire staff. It's kind of funny because Variety.com, they had an interview with CEO Andrew Wilson, and he said, we are doing this pretty much to address our challenges and prepare for the opportunities ahead and to better deliver on our commitments, refine our organization, and meet the needs of our players. I think that is a load of crap. Poor shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Straight up and to the point. I like it, Chance. I like it. It's just complete horse crap, dude. You don't get rid of staff just to prepare for challenges. If you're going to be preparing for challenges, you need all the people that you can that you can get. Well, That's, of course, you're falling on hard times. Yeah, it, it's stupid, especially because of the whole Anthem thing. Like, don't get me wrong. Anthem's launch was probably really good the first day. And then after that, of course, really, really declined because everyone's like, well, there's nothing to do. The loot system sucks. Um, and it's not necessarily Bioware's fault because here's the thing. Yeah, Bioware has control of the game, right? And they, yeah, they probably messed up, but Bioware quit making good games after Mass Effect 3. After Mass Effect 3, Bioware is kind of just like, whatever. I, I don't understand. I don't understand why they would just all of a sudden lay off 350 people. Unless they're trying to like cover their butts for something, which could be the case. Honestly, it's probably a little bit on the like a ear-to-ear thing with EA. We're, we're going to need you to get rid of some of these people, you know? Granted, this launch, I think, was completely fine. It was more so when people got to the end game that they, that the whole looting system was a load of crap. It's kind of interesting because the further you read on in the article, Wilson, the CEO, said that they're trying to ramp down their current presence in Japan and Russia, which I don't know why they would do that unless if they're actually starting to like get smaller as a company because people are not buying their games because people don't like how they do stuff. Yay, honestly, it's just a money pit. Take wait, Battlefield 2, for wait, example. Wait, wait. Hold on a second. Why would they be pulling out of out of Russia and Japan, though? Japan's one of the biggest gaming markets. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't see how you pulling out of Japan would help you in any way, shape, or form. Exactly. But no, it actually makes no sense the more you think about it. Because it's like, why would you pull out of Japan? Japan is the video game central pretty much of the world. That's where everything comes from. For the most part, you know, at least all the Nintendo stuff. That's where all the ideas came from. I would say America's a close second in terms of... Uh, gaming markets though true japan or, or america or china one of the two you mean japan no Wait. you said china oh i did <laughs> <laughs> are you okay chance you good uh, no i keep thinking about shorzy oh my gosh shorzy's so good <laughs> okay um so moving on moving on moving on of course okay. <laughs> borderlands 3 got announced borderlands 3 got announced Everyone is hyped for that. I don't know if you watched it, the the trailer live, but the trailer was like 20 FPS because they were they were trying to play it in such a stupid way. <laughs> Apparently what they did is instead of actually trying to just take the file and put it through like OBS or something like that, some sort of video player, they decided to play the video and try and screen capture the video. That's Why? Because they're idiots. Gearbox what? is stupid. What the hell? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Everybody loves your bloody games, okay? Are gaming companies just getting more and more lazy? I think so, yes. <sighs> okay, well, regardless, I'm excited for Borderlands 3. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. <laughs> I, love, I, love the, I love the first one. Yeah. 
I love the second one. Hit or miss, I guess they kind of missed with pre-sequel. Ooh, savage. I liked playing his Claptrap. Little finger box, bring him back. I'm going to play his Claptrap again. Well, what's really, what's really interesting is that literally everything that they have released up until this point, they're doing an Ultra HD remaster that it's it's like considered the handsome collection. Um, but they're remastering all of it, and they're adding a couple key features. For example, you're able to play with four-player co-op now, which will be pretty cool. So people Wait, are super hyped. Do that anyway, or, or are you talking um, about like split screen? Split screen, that's what I meant. Split screen co-op. Oh, okay. Yeah, my bad. Okay, I was like, four-player co-op, but they've had that since the first Borderlands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're going to be doing that. They're adding split-screen, which is going to be super cool. Assassin's oh, Creed 3 Remastered came out today as of this recording on March 29th. And so everyone's super hyped for that. I know I am because Assassin's Creed 3 was my absolute favorite Assassin's Creed game. Black Flag was a close second, but I liked the third one the most because it was truly revolutionary of its time. Well, see, because I'm completely in the dark. I never played any of the Assassin's Creeds. I never ended up getting into the Assassin's Creed type gameplay. I don't know why. I bet you I would if I actually played it, but I ended up spending so much more time on other games, so I never got the chance to experience it a whole bunch. It's It was a good game. I really enjoyed it. I thought that it was definitely one of those games to where what they did story-wise was just so good because the entire time I remember playing, I was just, wow, like, I can't believe that this is happening because, I mean, don't get me wrong. It was the first time that I played an Assassin's Creed game, but I still remember playing it and just being in shock and, like, in awe of everything. Master Chief Collection, of course, was announced not too long ago, but it's also going to be on PC, Woot Woot, and then it's also going to be on Steam, which everyone is freaking out over. And what's even cooler is that Reach is coming to the Master Chief Collection as well. Woo! PogChamp. I love, I love me some Reach, dude. I spent so much time playing Reach. I'm, I'm so really excited. excited. I'm, I'm really excited for the Master Chief Collection that's coming out on Steam, and more so Infinite. I know that we touched on this in the last podcast, how we we explain how it's coming to steam but a little more info ended up coming out apparently halo infinite is going to have four player split screen i'm so glad that they are bringing back couch gameplay yeah me too that would be super nice i mean it's going to be weird playing on a computer four player split screen are you talking about the xbox i don't well they haven't specified if it's going to be console specific or if the pc port for or not i guess it's not really a port but the PC edition is going to also have these features. I would, I would I'm, I'm really glad to see these this old this olden day sit down on a couch with your buddies gameplay coming back. Had like none of that in, in like the past. Uh, what, what would you say it was like the last real major time we've had couch gameplay? Honestly, probably like the Halo Three time. I guess Cuphead. Cuphead would be probably one of the biggest ones, uh, couch related. But Cuphead's a really good game. I like that. I like that style of animation. Me too. I, really, I like it a lot. In all honesty, seeing the, like, what would you say, like 20, 30 frames a second characters, 10 frames, with the 60 FPS is really nice mm -hmm. to watch. It is really nice to watch. I like it. And it's also really easy on the eyes, too. I don't know. I, my eyes are kind of bad sometimes. Like, I have, I have problems seeing stuff, especially colors. So animations like that actually really bother me. Sometimes. Woo! Sometimes, but. Getting back onto the, uh, the other thing, apparently there's also supposed to be with both Infinite and the Reach that they're adding into the collection, uh, they're keeping and revamping the Halo Reach style of armor customization. Infinite is going to have it, and they're going to keep it for the Master Chief Collection's Reach. Oh, thank God. Because that was one of the best parts about Reach, in my opinion, was the armor customization. Because then you didn't have to feel like everyone was the same. You could actually make yourself you. I loved that. 
I don't, I'm just wondering how they're going to make that work with Infinite, because really the only thing you've seen is Master Chief's Mark VI, or his original Mark VI back from Halo 3. Yeah. Oh, I wonder what it's going to look like. It's going to look so good in HD. It is going to look so super good. excited for this game's release. Oh, my goodness. Do you do we have a oh. release date on that? We actually don't yet. I, we don't even have a release date on Steam, so I'm assuming oh, there it. isn't one yet. I'm looking forward to it. I, I, re- I really am. I'm probably going to buy that the second it comes out. I can see Microsoft doing like some marketing thing to where they release the Master Chief Collection for PC soon before the new Xbox generation is coming out. Because that's when Infinite is coming out. That's like coming as a, a launch title with a new Xbox, apparently. So I can see them releasing Master Chief Collection maybe like a month before. So then people buy the new Xbox or something like that. I was just about to say that I, I, they definitely need to release the Master Chief Collection beforehand. Because mm-hmm. if they launch both on the same day, collect, uh, Master Chief Collection is going to suffer. True. Unless because, if Infinite because everybody's sucks. Because everyone's going to want to go to Infinite. True. I hope... 343 Industries is doing a good job, okay? They're doing a good job bringing, the, bringing all these console-exclusive games to the PC. I am glad with that, about that, and I'm glad that the community is starting, starting to finally accept them as the new, well, I guess it's not really new anymore, the new Halo owners. Halo, Halo 4 had great had a nice story to it. The multiplayer was utter garbage. Uh, don't remind me. Halo, Halo, Halo 5, they improved the multiplayer, but the campaign sucked. True. So... <laughs> so yeah, they have a lot riding on this one because this is probably going to be the last. I mean, like, don't get me wrong; they'll probably try and revive Halo later down the road, but this oh, will be the dude, last they've, one. They've, so. they've literally nope. That's actually completely false. What? There's actually six more planned games for Halo. I hate that so much. Just let it die already. I loved the games, but after Halo Three, after Halo Reach, there th- there didn't need to be any more. Uh, they could let it die. Know. Hey, man, you never know. You might actually end up wanting more games after Infinite when you're done Maybe. Play- playing through it. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's been quite a long time since we've had a Halo game, so... Well, the game is supposed to be, or at least from what it's seen, what everybody's talking about, and what I've seen, and what I've seen this guy named uh, Xperia. Basically, he's a Halo YouTuber. Okay. And what I've seen from what he's commented on is that the game is supposed to have a much more open level design comparative to Combat Evolved. And multiple endings, apparently. I guess that's kind of cool. Well, we'll, we'll see We'll see what happens. We'll the, see. Apparently, the whole the whole story is... We know it's taking place on another Halo ring. Another yeah. Halo ring. Yeah. Uh, but apparently it's a very very significant Halo ring. One that is supposedly, I think it's the birthplace of the first flood infection. Oh. So we're going to see the flood again. That's what everybody's, that's what I'm hoping. Oh, okay. Apparently the flood, are, the flood are hinted at that they're supposed to return on this new Halo Infinite game. And that the game is, it's called, I think it's like the Zeta Halo, or the, yeah, I think it's the Zeta Halo, where the first grave mine was constructed, the first grave mine, it's like a, the first grave mine isn't an actual grave mine, like if you look at Halo 2, you know, you saw the big rotting flesh snake pile, right? Yes. Yes, yeah, so you, you kind of know what I'm talking about, apparently this one's like a combination of a grave mine and something called a precursor, oh, I'm, I, I don't know, I really want to see it though. Man, it sounds like you're ah, super into it. I, I am! I love Halo. <laughs> I love right. the Halo franchise, and I'm so glad that these games are coming to PC and I don't have to go back and plug in my 360. All right, Chance. Well, let's move on to our next portion where we tell you about esports ranks around the world for the different popular games. The first one we have Overwatch in the 2019 season, stage one, because that's where we're in right now. We have in first Vancouver Titans. Second, we have New York Excelsior. Third, we have Philadelphia Fusion, 
tied with Toronto Defiant. In fifth, we have Atlanta Reign. Sixth, San Francisco Shock, tied with Seoul Dynasty. And in eighth, we have Boston Uprising. The stage playoffs cut off. In ninth, we have Dallas Fuel. Tenth, we have Los Angeles Gladiators. Eleventh, we have Guangzhou Charge. Don't know how you say that. Eleventh, we have Houston Outlaws. Tied a three-way for 13th. The Hangzhou Spark, sorry, Shanghai Dragons and London Spitfire. 16th, we have Chengdu Hunters, tied with Paris Eternal. 18th, we have Washington Justice. 19th, we have Florida Mayhem. And 20th, we have Los Angeles Valiant. Moving on to League of Legends, LCS, North America. First place, we have Team Liquid. Second, Cloud9. Third, TSM. Fourth, FlyQuest. Fifth, Golden Guardians. Sixth, Echo Fox. In 7th, we have a tie between CLG, Counterlogic Gaming, and Optic. Ninth, we have Clutch Gaming. And 10th, we have Hunted Thieves. LEC, we have G2 Esports in 1st. 2nd, we have Origin. I think it's how you pronounce it. Forgive me if that's wrong. In 3rd, we have Fnatic. 4th, we have Splice. 5th, we have Team Vitality. 6th, we have SK Gaming. 7th, Schalke. 8th, Misfits. 9th, Excel Esports. And 10th, Rogue. And then last but not least, Call of Duty World League. Division A, we have Gen G in first, Midnight in second, Optic in third, Red Reserve in fourth, Luminosity in fifth, UYU, however the frick you say that, in sixth. Seventh, we have Reciprocity. Reciprocity, I don't know how you say that either. Eighth, we have Evil Geniuses. Moving on to Division B, in first we have Heretics. Second, we have E United. Third, we have Hunted Thieves. Fourth, Splice. 5th, Team Envy, 6th, Enigma 6, 7th, Denial Esports, and 8th, Accelerate Gaming. If you're into Rocket League, they're going to be starting, it looks like their championships on the April 6th and April 7th. April 6th for North America and April 7th for the EU. Okay, moving on. Um, Article 13, tell me your thoughts. Honestly, it's not coming to America. <laughs> praise praise be <laughs> um it's it's really stupid because kind of reading up about it a little bit and trying to figure out you know like what is even article 13 because apparently i have people i have friends over in uh europe and they say that the news doesn't even cover this this is something that is so large in terms of affecting the internet it is ginormous except they're trying to hide it as much as possible and that doesn't sit well with me because you know governments are corrupt we have stupid people in this world it's really really dumb all of the big tech giants like facebook and google um, etc they're saying like we might just have to pull out of europe because we won't be able to do our stuff then because then we're going to get flagged for everything and we can't do that so europe's not going to have google and if europe doesn't have google then what is the internet it's it's insane in all honesty if all these franchises do pull out of europe I would suspect that they'd go and reverse this article, which might actually be a good thing. Because if you're going to pull out, pull out, wait a couple months, and if, see if the article gets reversed. Because as far as my knowledge is, is that the way this Article 13 thing works is that let's say, for example, and I, I, I said this example to you earlier today, is let's say you make a meme. Mm-hmm. This, this meme is yours. You've created it. It's unique. Mm-hmm. Apparently, you can claim copyright on this specific meme. And if anybody uses it, you can claim copyright and earn money or take any revenue or anything that was generated off of like, let's say a YouTube video. Mm-hmm. If this YouTube video used your meme and it made money off of it, you can claim copyright and get the money from it. I think honestly, it's just really stupid because don't get me wrong, the internet should be somewhat monitored just because it can be a really dangerous place. 
But for the most part, when it comes to copyright stuff, you're never going to be able to get around it. People will always find a way to watch movies, to listen to music illegally. You know, you have torrents, even though that's becoming harder. You have streaming sites. You know, you have whatever. And the only good news about Article 13 is that it's not coming out for at least another like year and a half, two years. Um, so, you know, uh, the Europeans are still going to have all of the time in the world, at least for the next two years, to actually go into effect. And then there's also people right now who stream on Twitch, who stream on YouTube, who make YouTube videos, um, even people on Reddit who are actually fighting this hardcore. Because as soon as Europe is gone, that takes a huge chunk of people from watching videos, from watching streams, from making content and doing all that fun stuff. So Dude, it, that thing's, that even affects you because you're yeah. a streamer. And like I, I want to say over half of your audience comes from Europe. Yep, yep, because I play Killing Floor 2 and a lot of Europeans really like that. So if they can't watch me play it because of whatever stupid copyright law, then it's like, well, there goes half of my thing. <laughs> so it, it's just stupid. All, it, it's just really stupid that people in the government think that they can regulate what people can watch. It, it's just it, it baffles my mind. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a, there's a ton of things that play into this. There's a lot of stuff that we don't even know about. But the majority of Article 13 sounds like it's just trying to limit what people can and can't do on the Internet because of, quote, unquote, copyright reasons. Does the article specify whether or not they're going to be monitoring the Internet or are they not going to be? Um, it as, as in like, like they filter out what everybody's been going to and watching um it doesn't necessarily say that i got this on cnbc by the way they did say this i don't think it necessarily talks about what you just asked but they said instead of merely taking down infringing content specifically identified to it a service provider will have to prevent the upload of that content in the first place um, that was said by kathy berry an intellectual property lawyer at link laters i have no clue what that so is. If you, so if somebody uploaded a video with copyrighted material onto YouTube and YouTube is still in Europe, YouTube is responsible for that person uploading that content. Yeah, that's what it sounds like, which is that so is, that is stupid. Probably the, that is probably the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. That's why everyone's that's not, super that's, mad about it. That's That wouldn't be YouTube's fault for that person uploading that content. That would be that person's fault for uploading that content. We're not attacking YouTube, you know, just, just FYI. We're just using that as an example. YouTube is really cracking down on copyright laws. If you try and make a video and you include even like a one-second blip of something that's copyright, then you're in trouble. You get flagged. For these people to say... I'm going to take it one step further and make YouTube have to pretty much pay if someone does something. That's ridiculous. I don't think that they I don't think that YouTube should be held accountable to that. Yes, they are the streaming platform, but that doesn't mean straight up that they have to pay for someone trying to get by some some regulation or something like that. That's ridiculous. I'm like a little bit angry on the inside. It's going it's going to hit everybody extremely hard and not just the people in Europe. And that, I think that's what the biggest thing in here is because it's not just going to be isolated to Europe. It's going to affect everybody else. It's kind of funny because people have been making memes on Twitter and stuff, and they're saying like, oh, you know, if this goes into effect, I'm moving to the States. I if better get my make, passport. If, <laughs> like, we make oh. Euro if, if we make Europe a meme, Europe exactly. has to ban themselves. Moving on, Unless moving like, on. Yeah, yeah, after yeah, this yeah. heated debate, after this heated topic, uh, let's move on to something a little, a little easier. Let's move into some indie games, K-Chance. Tell me about Outward. Well, okay. So, Outward came out on the 26th, so a couple days ago. From what I gather, as is, this is kind of like my early review of the game for so far, it is extremely difficult. 
and I would say not so because the con like the components are hard or the system itself is difficult. The weapons, when you hit somebody or you go to attack, let's say like an outlaw on the road, they feel like they have no weight to them. Like they don't, they don't, they don't stagger. Like there's no, there's no poise system. There kind of is. It's it works on this thing called impact resistance. So let's say if you go to block something, there's a bar at the bottom of your screen. If I have a shield, that and every time I get hit, that that little bar at the very bottom of the screen goes down. If it goes all the way down, you get knocked over. There is a poise system, but when you go to whack somebody that doesn't have a shield and has just like a machete, they don't they don't stagger. Like they can still continue with their attacks. So it makes this point where if you're not fighting from range, like using a bow or magic, you're gonna end up taking hits. It makes it really annoying to be a very melee combat focused character because of these because of that one specific issue. Now, if it, when it comes to magic itself when I was saying earlier, we're using ranger magic. Magic works very odd in this game. I don't think I've seen another game that kind of implements this mechanic, kind of like how Outward does. You don't start off with mana in the game. You don't start off with really anything besides what you can scavenge around your town and then you leave your town with. To get mana, you have to go to this, the very dead center of the beginning map, which is this big purple grass mountain. And when you get your, yourself all the way to the middle of the mountain through the dungeon, you meet this like little little camping area inside of it with a giant purple crystals, which is pretty, it's basically where the mages gather, right? And they tell you, go stand up there to receive magic. But to receive magic, you must give something in compensation. So when you go up there, for each, I think it's like 20 points of mana, you have to get, you have to get rid of 5 to 10 health and stamina points. I've never Which heard is... of a game doing that before because, for example, when I did Magic, I only did it really in Skyrim. In Skyrim, of course, you can, you're can you able to upgrade everything all at once and you don't have to take away from your health or from your stamina. Even in The Witcher, if you want to do Magic, you just have a cooldown for the Magic. And even then, it's not really Magic. It's just kind of like a little, a little I guess it is Magic, but it's just kind of a little spell. You know, you cast a little shield, you shoot a little fire, and then that's it. You don't have to worry about losing your health. So that's a really interesting mechanic. Does it Does it work well or does it just sound stupid, seem stupid? It, I haven't played around with the magic enough. And it's not like when you cast magic, it gets rid of your health. No, like your base stat for magic and, and stamina, let's say if you have 100 health and 100 stamina, to have that 60 points of like extra mana bar, it's a permanent decrease to your health and stamina bars. So you'll go down to maybe having 80 health and 80 stamina for having that much magic. So it's a, it's a give and take. If you want to be an extremely magic-focused character... You have to bear in mind that you're going to be extremely squishy in terms of your health. I mean, I guess that's kind of good so then you can't just go around and, you know, cast Fireball a hundred times right off the bat and be able to tank seven uh, long sword hits. You know what I mean? Like in Skyrim, yeah. you could upgrade your magic and you could be a battle mage going into the middle of the battle, take a thousand hits, lose barely any health, and still just shoot Fireballs and kill everyone. I think that's a pretty good mechanic to add. I don't think it's a bad mechanic. I'm just baffled that it's even in the game this is my little personal issue guys who created outward decrease the amount of time it takes you to reuse your abilities dear god how long does it like, take right, oh my god don't even get me started <laughs> so, so i so my very first character i chose a sword as okay. my beginner weapon and you get when you leave the town you get a skill based off of whatever weapon you currently have equipped that ability is probably the dumbest ability i think i've ever seen in my life <laughs> So I, sw so I made a new character and started with a spear. 
the spear gets an ability that you can deflect a melee attack and then immediately hit back with i believe it's double the damage that the weapon does so it's kind of like a like a repository or a parry what but the ability to use it when you use it once it takes like 40 seconds 40 like 45 seconds for that ability to be used again and by that time you have to stay far back because damage that you take is astronomical on top of all the debuffs that you get let's say if you get downed right you get whacked and you, you lose all your health right because you don't actually die die in this game when you, you just die get, like, knocked out uh, well yeah a random event happens so it'll either be a brought back to town b some weird alien creature brought you back to its cave and healed you that and then you can ask him, you, can, you, you can ask him for armor it's like oh okay here wow. have some armor. i don't need i don't it's need like it trying to spoon feed you something pretty or much saying b, you suck yeah yeah or c um the bandits will capture you take all your stuff and you have to fight the bandit camp or sneak around it to get your shit back or d an animal will just drag you to its cave those are like hmm. the four outcomes that I've seen so far. That's kind of cool because it's not just like, oh, you died, time to respawn. It actually kind of moves you around. That's pretty interesting, actually. I like that. Sounds like an interesting it mechanic. It can be helpful. I mean, let's say if my quest location is all the way back in the main city and I die and then it respawns me next to the city, it's like, oh, okay. Sometimes death can be helpful. Yeah. But then you get the pain debuff and it just 25% more damage taken. What? It's very hard. And I, I, would, I would compare it most to Dark Souls with a survival mechanic. In terms okay. of how you lock on to enemies and you have to attack. The attack is a, is a little janky right now. And I feel like if they work on it a little bit more, give a little bit of a po little more prominent poise system to, if, to fighting a random bandit with a machete. Yeah. You know, make him, make him get staggered if I whack him. But yeah, that, that's, that's pretty much my early review. I like the game. The game's fine. You know, the sleeping mechanic and the food and the water mechanic are there for anyone who likes that. And honestly, I would, I'd go pick it up. It's co-op. You can split screen it. Or at uh, least two people on a screen. I don't know how many people you can play with online. Yeah. It sounds really interesting. Do you know how much you paid for it on Steam? At least in US it's dollars? Like, it's not uh, a f the price of a full-priced game. Hopefully not, because well, it's only I'll... an indie game. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, there's some indie games that you buy for $60. It's Yeah, I guess dumb. you're right. Like No Man's Sky. Yeah, it's f Okay, yeah. It's $40. Okay, that's so not it's bad. $20 less than a full price game. Let me talk a little bit about No Man's Sky because we had some news that was released by Sean Murray himself. Uh, pretty much what happened is, of course, they're talking about No Man's Sky Beyond, which is the next big expansion, quote-unquote expansion, for No Man's Sky, except here's the thing. It's all free. The news that they leaked this week was that there's going to be VR support for the PlayStation and for the PC, not for the Xbox with huge quotation marks yeah exactly <laughs> you know because as far as we know it's not going to happen i think it's going to be interesting and the thing is is that when they introduce these updates which by the way we have no clue what it's going to be none of these updates have really been given any sort of content to them as far as we know there's going to be three major updates the first major update will include the vr so that's pretty interesting if anyone has played no man's sky it's actually super fun. I really like it. I just like exploring. It's a really calming exploring game. Doing it in VR would actually make you feel like you're in space. It would be so, so neat to experience flying a spaceship, fighting pirates, exploring planets, looking at planets, going through hyperspace, you know, all that fun stuff. In VR, though, that would be really cool. The one why, don't you bring a, why don't you bring a comparison compared to when the game originally recently up until now? Oh, my gosh, dude. When the game originally came out, it was... I, I still liked it, but there was no content to it. It was literally me jumping from ship to ship, 
Life support system's low. Weapon charge depleted. Okay, thank you, game. You know, it's nice to know that, but let me actually recharge my stuff with the stuff I don't have because I can't find it. Anyway, <laughs> but no, when the game came out, it sucked. Like, it was fun to explore for a little bit, but then it, it sucked. And then now, uh, with the current patch that they have, it's really fun. You can play with friends. You can get freighters. You can do all this other stuff. It's it's really good. I think it's on sale right now for 50% off. So wherever you are, 50% off, at least in the States. I'm not sure about EU. But the one thing that Sean Murray did talk about was that these updates will bring so much stuff to the game when they release. I want to say it's in the summer, towards the end of the summer of this year. Um, I can't remember exactly. Um, it's Of course, it's not going to be next year. It's for sure going to be this year, but I can't remember the exact dates or the exact time frame, but I want to say it's the end of the summer. And they will, of course, come out in three different updates, and they will not change the game into an MMO, but the way that he was hinting at stuff makes it sound like it's going to be an MMO. But he also said there's going to be no subscriptions, no loot boxes, no microtransactions, none of that stuff. It's all going to be free for people who own the game. It's just really interesting because it sounds like they want to try and make it an MMO with everything that they, quote-unquote, are thinking of doing. But here's the thing. When the game was announced way back when, they're like, oh, yeah, you're going to be able to do all this stuff, everything. But some of the stuff they promised us was released two years later. So maybe they're just finally coming through with stuff now. Um, and that's where we're going to get on this update. But we'll see. We'll see. Now, now I have a personal question. Because I remember the reveal trailer of No Man's Sky, right, had this the section that they talked about where it was two it was a giant space battle between two warring factions is that a thing not necessarily i mean okay there are different factions there's like the gex the viking and the uh corvax those are like the three main ones and then the traveler but they don't really fight like like you would think like there's some galaxies that have conflict and so you'll see people fighting but you won't know what factions they are it's it's not like what you would think. You would just see some like space battles going on, and that's about it. You don't see anyone no. fighting on the planets, though. They don't really yeah. have everything they revealed from the reveal trailer. No, like yeah. straight up, you could watch a reveal trailer and be like, wait, this is a whole new game from the original No Man's Sky that we know that came out a couple years ago. Like, it, it, there's still so much that we're missing. Of course, you can now like build bases and stuff, which is kind of cool. They fixed some of the mechanics with that that were super bugged when the next update came out, the update that we're in right now. Beyond is what it's called. When it's supposed to come out, whenever it comes out, probably the end of the summer. That doesn't make sense to you. Just read the articles. You can look up No Man's Sky Beyond interview. You can read it and be like, wow, you know, Dan was right. Thank you. <laughs> Dan was right. Dan was Papa right. Dan. Papa Dan's always right. Father Dan, thank you. Father Dan. <laughs> okay. Please don't touch my children. Yeah, okay, whatever. All right, so, <laughs> all right, so disclaimer, the next section we're going to be talking about involves a lot of Fortnite. So if you don't want to listen to it, skip ahead a decent amount. Go ahead, that, Chance. That, that, okay. This is going to be revolving around the Epic the Epic Games launcher. And I know that we're probably a little, we're actually a little late on this as far as throwing it out there. Apparently what it was doing is it's been scanning the majority of the files actually on your computer. So Unity, if you run Unity, it's been scanning it. If you have program files up, scans them. Firefox, it scans them. And I don't know why. From this post here on Reddit, Apparently, it's not doing anything harmful, but if it's not doing anything harmful, then why is it scanning it to begin with? Yeah, that sounds super messed up, because I know that, for example, in the Origin Launcher, we're able to connect our Steam account 
to then find our Steam friends that might have Origin, which is kind of a cool idea, you know, because then people who want to play Apex or Anthem or Battlefield, if they're on your Steam list and you really like them, but you might not know their name or whatever, you can link your Steam account and then, hey, all of a sudden, yo, you got them on your Origin account. But it sounds like the Epic Games Launcher is simply just going in there without you even saying yes or no and is looking at all these files. And it's like, no, that's an invasion of privacy. Like, people could sue for that. They did bring up something with it that it's old hardware or an old update that they had in there that they just they, they had it in there and they didn't take it out. I don't find that to be a very convincing argument, personally. You, you've had it in there since for I don't know how long and it's taken somebody a, a certain reddit user a long time to figure out exactly what it's been scanning more so scanning everybody in your friends list which is what it's supposed to be doing anyway if you, if you link it but he said that he hadn't linked anybody it was a fresh install on a fresh computer and it was scanning steam without any sort of acknowledgement to do so it sounds like they're just trying to cover their tracks for something that they wanted to try and get the one up on because here's the thing there's a lot of controversy going around right now. We won't go into go into it too much, but with the whole Epic Games launcher versus the Steam store, especially with games being cheaper on the Epic Games launcher, all this stuff, and it almost sounds like Epic Games is trying to get a one-up on the Steam store by simply going into the files, tweaking a few things, and then kind of spying on how much people use Steam. That's kind of what it sounds like. Don't get me wrong. Like I really don't know anything about hacking or you know spyware or anything like that so well they've been going around purchasing a bunch of ex- games for exclusivity onto their onto their browser yeah that's true i mean i mean i touched up on last time the whole the boycotting around the outer worlds and how people are extremely pissed off that we're going to be getting it a year later after it airs onto the epic games launcher yeah that's on true Steam. i mean i'm still i'm a little salty about that but that was a whole another chat for the first one if you want to see us go into the whole outer worlds thing that's been going on how they're going to boycott it on the epic games launcher just purchase it on windows so that they don't earn any money go back on to the first the first podcast we went into it in great detail at least i think we went into it in great detail yeah, i think on, we did on that one another news controversy wise this is the whole Fortnite thing we're talking about we're going to go into Fortnite for a little bit so if you hate it please you know feel free to skip the world cup qualifiers now for those of you who don't know Fortnite. Epic Games is putting on the biggest esports tournament to have ever existed. The prize pool for this is a hundred million dollars, like in total. Not not like for first place. Like of course you know it's broken down between uh, when it starts and when it ends. But Epic Games is handing out one hundred million dollars to people who outperform. It's insane. So pretty much what's going to happen is every single week for ten weeks. If it's an odd number, so week one, three, five, seven, nine, those are going to be the solo qualifiers. You will play for a week. You will play in a specific cup. Whenever you're like in the top leaderboard for that cup in your region, you will then play on Saturday against everyone else who's in the top part of the leaderboards. And then those people who qualify on Saturday by being the top leaderboards of the top leaderboards, if that makes sense, will play on Sunday. If you, depending on what server you're on, your area of the world, you can type in Fortnite qualifier information. You can see it all visually. If you're the top of the top of the top on Sunday, you will then get a spot and that will secure your place for the World Cup. Now, the controversy behind all of this is not that, oh, you know, 
there's a little bit of controversy in terms of everything's going to be played online. So, yeah, there's going to be hackers. Yeah, you know, there's going to be people who might have better pings. So then you're whatever. I don't, I don't know. I haven't played Fortnite in a while. But the main controversy is the update that just came out. I'm pretty sure it was Tuesday for Fortnite. What happened is a while back, people were complaining about getting third-partied. Epic Games took a long, long time to pretty much roll out a patch that would help people by from getting third-partied. And this was adding health to a kill, health and materials. So pretty much what would happen is you would, if you were in a squad or even if you were in solos, if you would kill someone, you would then get 50 health. And if your health was at like, you know, 100, then you would get 50 shields, but you would get 50 health. And then you would get, I want to say it was at least 30 of each material. So that means nine builds. And that would help people from getting third party because then they would get some health back. They would get a couple more materials and then they would be ready to go into the next fight. This most recent patch that just came out, they took that away and people are really, really mad about it. Now, don't get me wrong. Like I said, I haven't played Fortnite in a while, but I am on Twitter and I do follow a lot of people who play Fortnite and every single one of them has complained about the patch. Ninja has said multiple times this patch is the worst one that they've ever done. Tifu has complained about it. Cloaksy has complained about it. There are a lot of pro Fortnite players or professional streamers that play Fortnite that have complained about this. And they said that this is the worst patch. Not only have they taken away mats, they of course still have those stupid hamster balls that are in there that people can literally just camp in until the very end because they have so much health. People are complaining about that. Apparently planes are coming back into Fortnite, so people are pissed off about that. Not to mention, there are so many bugs that some of the basic mechanics like trap kills don't work right now. You can't just randomly place a trap on a wall because something's in the way now. But that's a bug, so that's probably going to get fixed. But everyone's complaining about it. Many people have said on Twitter that this is the worst patch and there is no way that Fortnite is ready for the World Cup. I've seen videos on the whole, air, on like the airplanes and stuff. Why is Why are the airplanes such a bad thing? I know that vehicles were a thing in Fortnite. So the airplanes are so bad simply because people were able to shoot you down so quickly because the bullets that, or the, the guns that the airplanes had did so much damage per bullet that it would pretty much just make building useless. You could get shot out from full shields. Uh, you well, know, I mean, you would just... It's kind of the point of an airplane. You, it's, it, I mean... Like, it, it sounds kind of stupid that people complain about it, but when you play Fortnite and literally you're dying almost every single game because someone's in a plane and they can win the game with over 10 kills because sitting in a plane and flying around, it kind of gets annoying after a while. So I can see why people would complain about it. it it's just really unfortunate that... Fortnite has gone so so far to pretty much help out people saying like yeah you know like the community wants this we're going to put this in and then in one patch without any notice they take it all away it sounds like they just don't even care because last time they had a big tournament they had this giant sword that would pretty much make people semi-invincible they had a lot of health and they could do a lot of damage and that was that patch was brought on the same exact day there was a major tournament going on, and people were livid about it. They were so mad about that sword. So it's just like, I don't know what Epic Games is doing. I think, honestly, they're going to kill Fortnite if they keep doing this crap. There have been people like Daquan who have pretty much said, like, I'm not going to play Fortnite anymore because this is just so bad. Ninja hasn't been playing Fortnite as much. I mean, like, he's been playing, but he's been complaining the whole time, not having fun. You know, he's pretty much like, I want to play Apex, but I want to play Fortnite with my buddies because they want to play. It's making it sound like just Apex is the better Battle Royale game overall. Oof, the shots fired, shots fired. 
And hey, don't hate on me for that. Okay, I'm just saying that because of what's going on currently. I have a lot more fun playing Apex because I don't like the building mechanics of Fortnite. Same. I've always hated the building mechanics of Fortnite. I tried to play Fortnite a few days ago. It was like a week ago. And I could hit my shots. I was doing just fine. But when it came to building, I would get my butt cheeks clapped. I would get destroyed. And people would kill me. <laughs> Here's the thing. They, their shots were so bad. But just because they could build up above me, I would die. And I couldn't do anything. It's just so stupid. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. It's the game. People are going to be like, oh, just get good. But it's like, nah, bro. Like, that's not my forte. Like, I, wa- I like watching it. but build the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> okay, Chance. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's that. Um, if you want to look at the World Cup qualifiers, um, they're going to be starting relatively soon. It sounds like it's going to be a fun, fun tournament. They're going to start on April 13th, by the way, and continue for 10 weeks. So I would highly suggest watching him simply because competitive Fortnite is actually pretty fun to watch, especially Endgame. I enjoy it and I hate playing the game. So something to look into. Oh. You can you can literally type in Fortnite World Cup and everything is going to pop up for you. So. That's all for controversy. So tell me, Chance, what are you playing right now? Tell me the games you're playing and why you like them. Well, besides Outward, I've been doing a lot more of the Battle- Battlefield Five Battle Royale mode. Oh, true. That came out. How is it? The Firestorm. It died pretty quickly. Oh, that's, <laughs> that sucks. It looks well, fun. It, it is fun. I mean, I like a lot of Battle Royale games. That's why, that's why I play Apex. That's why I play mother freaking firestorm that's why we play PUBG. yeah i like the i like the way the games run the problem with firestorm is that you don't really get any gratification for winning like if like, you win it's just like oh hey you won that's it good. there's no like good. victory royale or whatever no i mean it shows you like a little like a little snippet of you standing there by yourself in your gun there's not really any satis- satisfaction for it the vehicles are in battlefield 5 have always been iffy because they're not as they're pretty squishy when using anti-tank rifles and stuff like that. And when yeah. you can when you can just have like six panzer and shoot all six of them at a vehicle, it just makes vehicles ungratifying to get because they're so hard to get in the first place. And it's a big mess. The gunplay is fine. It's regular battlefield, but there's no satisfaction for winning. And I don't know, the, the whole Firestorm thing, it died down within the first couple of days. I have to spend like five minutes, five to six minutes even trying to get into a game at this point. Ooh, seriously? Yeah, that's unfortunate. That's how bad it's gotten. That's how bad it's gotten. Because I saw Doctor Disrespect was playing it, and he was raging. He got to a point where he started raging. I was like, "Well, there goes the game." <laughs> like, you know, if Doc gets mad, then straight up everyone's gonna quit. So it sounds like what that's kind of what, what happened. Mad, what was he getting mad about, uh, like specifically? He was getting mad about the fact two things I remember specifically. One, it was really hard to find certain ammo. You know how in oh. Apex you could find a lot of heavy, you can find a lot of light. Yeah. Shotgunners, shotguns a little iffy. He was complaining about the fact that sometimes you can find a lot of ammo in one spot, but there won't be any other ammo. But the guns that he can't find the ammo for will be there. That was one thing he was complaining about. He was also complaining about the fact that if he got shot from somewhere, he had no clue where he was getting shot from. Like, he could not find anyone. Like, don't oh, get me wrong. There was no damage indicator or there was? Well, it, it sounded like for the fact that it's just really, really, really hard for you to defend yourself if you're getting shot at. Like, it, it sounded like... From what I saw, like I didn't watch too terribly much, but it looked and sounded like he was complaining. When he started getting shot, he couldn't just turn around, see the guy, spray him down, and win. And like, don't get me wrong, it could just be because you know he likes to kill people, and when he dies, he gets all salty about it. But yeah. it, especially in Battlefield, because you can go prone, you can snipe, you can do all that the stuff. The biggest, well, the biggest problem also is that it still has a 
pretty bad hacker problem. Oh, rip. And it, it even a little bit worse, I would say. I mean, granted, let's say if I play like a, like a generic game mode in Battlefield Five, there might be one or two aimbot hackers, and you can tell. You can tell that they're hackers because they'll have like two deaths and sixty-eight kills. It, it, it's it's not too bad, but it's bad enough to make it to where it's like. The enemy team is winning strictly just because they have one guy who has aimbot and can hold a point by himself. Yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of unfortunate. It's very unfortunate that Firestorm died because it sounded like it would be a lot of fun when you start playing it. It sounded. Yeah, like I, fun, I was but... I was loving it. It's a good mode. It's they need to work on it and they need to fix their hacker problem that they still have yet to fix. And I don't know how long Battlefield Five has even been out. Uh, didn't it come out last year around? October, November, something like that? It was somewhere around there. I mean, it's still a relatively new game. When there's so many people on your Reddit complaining about hackers, fix your damn hacker problem. <laughs> Man, it's almost like, like you're talking it. to get, Apex get, as well. Get, get, yeah, you know, exactly. Savage. All right, all right. Exactly. We, we won't go all into right. that. We won't go into that. What, what uh, else are you playing, Chance? What else are you playing? <laughs> I, need some, I need some fucking Mountain Dew after that. Where's my Oof, Mountain duh. Dew? It's fucking empty. Oh, my. <laughs> God damn! I gotta open up another one. Oh, oh my gosh! Oh that that oh, mm. nice nice. All right. Well, I guess we're not playing anything else. Um, what I've been playing is I've been playing a lot of the Division Two. I think it is really really fun. It just sucks I have no one to play with. So you know, chance, uh, buy the game. You know you. No. You know what? If I had if I had the money, yeah, yeah, I would yeah, go yeah. do it. Whatever, whatever. It's really fun. I really like it. I like the way that it plays. There's a there's very few things that I have to complain about when it comes to. Uh, mechanics and stuff but other than that like it's really fun the guns all feel pretty balanced the enemy's health feels pretty balanced if you ever played the first one the enemy's health was actually stupid so are they are they as bullet spongy as they were in the first one no you can kill them much easier okay yeah I, the only... I, I know that was the the main number one problem with the first one yeah they made it to where armor and stuff is actually like the armor itself has a lot of health but as soon as you shoot off the armor they have normal health just like any other color so oh. it's yeah it's pretty nice it's pretty nice they just when the armor is shot off it's sometimes a little bit harder to hit like you know a specific area because it's like a boss or something like that so it makes sense the hitbox isn't as big as this big ass helmet that he had on his head true actually <laughs> Um, I've also. You, I know that you were complaining about the flamethrowers in there. Yeah, the or the flame, the flame weapons. Yeah, they have just such long range; it's kind of crazy. Other than that, it's it's not too bad because you can shoot them and kill them pretty easily. I'm also playing Killing Floor Two. I stream that quite a lot. That's like your go-to streaming game right there. Yeah, I like it. It's fun. I'm playing Apex as well with you and Richard and whoever else. And then I've also gotten into No Man's Sky a little bit. I do like exploring. I think it is honestly a fun game. The only thing that sucks about it is like there's really no point to it. Like you can try and build a house or whatever and try and see some sites and that's about it. So I'm, I'm excited for when the Beyond thing comes out. The Beyond update. They, need, they just need to add a little bit more to do is yeah. really what you're saying. Yeah, essentially. But yeah. Like, what about? I mean, they could do it kind of like how this is like a, this is like a really old reference, but you could do something along the lines of like if you build a base, it'll come under attack every so often. That would be kind of hard. Like something like that. That'd be kind of hard because then you would have to consistently go back to your base if you want to explore, and you're thousands and no, thousands no, no, of light no, no, years no. away. I mean, like, I mean, like it, it's like a range thing. I mean, like if like if you're within range of your base, like if you're at it or like maybe a little bit in space, not too far mm. away from the planet. Then you get the indicator. Maybe. I don't know. That's something that hopefully, you know, what is it? Hello Games team thought about. So that's all I got. I'm pretty sure that wraps up this this podcast. That was yeah. that was a beefy one. Holy crap. 
We we went on. There's quite a little bit to go through. We'll do the sign off thing right now, um, and then we'll we'll uh, I'll end this. Okay. All right. All right. Well, thanks for listening, boys. This is Dan. This is Chance, and we'll see you guys next time. Pog. Do you, okay. We're gonna do that again. What the frick? Who is in the background? Oh. Tell him to stop for like seven seconds. Sorry, I had to close Lit. the window. I'll do it out here as well. Okay, one more time. All right. All right. This is Dan. This is Chance. We'll see you guys next time. Pog Champ. <laughs>